where thou diest will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Ruth 1.17 Dear Lord, with a heart of true devotion, I declare that no matter what hardships I face, like Ruth and Naomi, I will not leave your side. As Ruth committed her life to serving Naomi, I too have made the decision to follow you, Lord, and to serve you wholeheartedly. I will not approach my life's purpose with mediocrity and small thinking. Instead, I will move and do everything with excellence, because I know that I am serving the King of kings and the Lord of lords. When I feel tired, strengthen my mind and body to complete the task in front of me. I decree and declare that I will tend to the opportunities you bring me, God. Like when Ruth attended to the fields of Boaz, I now know that if I am faithful to the little, Lord, you will bless me with much. I declare that this is my redeeming season. I declare that all my losses are turning into gains. I declare that this is a new season, and change is all around me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. Naomi meets faithful Ruth. In our last story, we learned about Israel's corruption. Their lack of guidance and devotion to God caused a great civil war to break out between the tribe of Benjamin and the rest of Israel. Blood was shed, and the people of Israel continued to struggle. Yet God was faithful to rebuild and to restore. Now we peer into the lives of Naomi and Ruth, two women who suffered loss and heartbreak, but found closeness in each other and the favor of God. Inspired by the book of Ruth. Hello, this is Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In our previous reading, we heard how civil war erupted in Israel. The tribe of Benjamin battled the other tribes, killing many of their own fellow Israelites. But in the end, it was they who fell to the sword and they were nearly wiped out. God's people drew close to God again for just a little while. Soon they returned to their old ways of sin and rebellion, and there was great separation between God and his own people. Today, we turn our attention to a very beautiful story of devotion and love between two widows, a mother and a daughter-in-law, who are left alone and hurting. The story of Naomi and Ruth is touching and inspiring, and we see God's favor poured out on these two women who loved God and loved each other. Now, let's listen to today's reading. It was the era of judges. Great warriors of God ruled and protected the nation of Israel from evil forces. Their bravery covered the land, and Israel was safe from harm. However, a famine blighted the land of Israel. Crops turned to dust, and the rain ceased to fall for months at a time. 
Elimelech, a man from Bethlehem of the tribe of Judah, left to the country of Moab with his wife Naomi and his two sons. There they found fertile ground and raised their family in peace. All was well until Elimelech passed away and left Naomi alone with her son Malon and Chilion. Naomi raised her sons in the love of God, and they grew to be fine young men. They both married Moabite women, Ruth and Orpha. For ten years the five of them lived as a happy family, enjoying the land and each other's company. However, tragedy knocked on Naomi's door once again, and her two sons died just as her husband had. There Naomi was left alone with her two daughter-in-laws, Naomi's grief sunk its roots down deep. Her sons and her husband had left her, and she felt helpless and alone. In cries of pain, Naomi called for her two daughter-in-laws, saying, You should go and return to your mother's house. There is nothing left for you here but sadness and despair. Naomi covered her face from them as she wept. She truly loved her daughters, but knew she could not provide a life for them. The two girls kissed her and they all wept. They protested, saying that they would stay with Naomi. But Naomi shook her head. She wiped a few tears from her eyes and said, Listen, I cannot give you sons to marry or food to feed you. Go, and may God bless you with the same amount he has cursed me. So Ofa kissed her mother-in-law and departed. But Ruth clung to her, refusing to leave her side. Ruth took Naomi's hands and looked her deep in the eyes. With a gentle voice, Ruth said, Wherever you go, I will go also. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And wherever you die, so I will also. Naomi's heart overflowed with gratitude, and the two women ventured back to Bethlehem to Naomi's family. Ruth displayed true devotion, friendship, and a willingness to share in the joys and failures of life with Naomi. When the two of them arrived at Bethlehem, the whole town stirred and came out of their homes. Naomi has returned, they shouted. They were elated to see her once again. Naomi halted their embrace. Her eyes were swollen from endless tears, and her back was crooked from carrying a heavy load. Do not call me Naomi, she said. Call me Mara. For God has given me only bitterness. I left filled with life, but now I am emptied. So Naomi and Ruth settled in a small home together, and the town respected Naomi's wishes and did not bother her. On the other end of town lived Boaz. Boaz was a relative of Naomi's husband. He owned large barley fields and would allow for the impoverished people in town to glean from his field to feed their families. So Ruth went to the fields of Boaz to reap some of the harvest for her and Naomi. She worked hard in the beating sun, taking no breaks. Ruth saw it as her responsibility to look after Naomi, and she did so happily. Boaz entered into the fields to greet his workers. The Lord be with you, he told them. His smile was large and genuine. Boaz was a handsome man, perhaps ten years older than Ruth. He stood tall and strong, but he was not intimidating or brutish. He walked the fields, making sure every person had enough to take home to their families. As he was scanning the fields, he spotted Ruth on the corner, away from the other women. 
He turned to the man in charge of the reapers and said, Who is that young woman over there? Ah, yes, that is Ruth, the man said. She is a young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi. She asked if she could glean from the field and has not stopped working since sunrise. Boaz looked at her, concerned that she was working all alone. Boaz turned towards Ruth and walked down to where she was working. Ruth's head was down and her eyes were locked on the barley stalks. Hello, Boaz said. Ruth looked up, startled. When she saw it was the man who owned the fields, she relaxed and smiled. The two locked eyes for a moment. They looked in silence for only a few seconds, although it seemed much longer. Boaz shook his head and said, I wanted to welcome you. Do not glean from any other field. You can work in mine as long as you want, but keep close to all the other women over there. Boaz gestured towards the other women working. I have ordered the men to not harass you, If they do, they will have me to deal with. And when you are thirsty, there are vessels that the young men have drawn over there. As Boaz continued to speak, tears began to stream down Ruth's face. Surprised, Boaz stopped talking. Ruth bowed before Boaz, now sobbing into her hands. Why are you being so kind to me, she asked. Boaz smiled and helped her onto her feet. I heard what you did for your mother-in-law. I was told of your husband who died, and how you remained with her and take care of her. I want the Lord to repay you for all you have done. It is under his wings you have taken refuge, not mine. Boaz's eyes were kind, and his voice was warm and welcoming. It drew Ruth in and comforted her. You have truly comforted me, Ruth said, wiping her eyes. I am not the only one working here, but you chose to speak with me. Boaz then invited her to eat with him and the other servants. Boaz passed out bread and wine to all his reapers and saved extra for Ruth to take home for Naomi. He then instructed the men to allow Ruth to work extra hours so her and Naomi may be taken care of. Ruth continued to watch Boaz from a distance. The way he cared for every servant, reaper, and worker was astounding. Ruth did not know it yet, but she was falling in love with Boaz. Ruth worked until the sun began to set. She brought home what she had gleaned to Naomi and gave her the bread and wine saved by Boaz. The two spoke into the night about Ruth's day. Who on earth took such great care of you? Naomi asked. It was Boaz, Ruth replied, eyes focused on sifting the grain on the table. Naomi stopped her and turned her around. Her eyes were lit up like stars. May Boaz be blessed by God. He is a close relative of ours. Not only that, but he is a kinsman redeemer, a chosen man from the family to be our head and guardian, Ruth smiled. The following weeks, Ruth kept close to the other women of the field and worked. She labored all day and talked with Naomi at night. And each day, Boaz and Ruth would catch small glimpses of one another, and Ruth felt safe under his care. Today's story begins with a famine in the land. A man from Bethlehem in Judea named Elimelech leaves his home to go to Moab, where he finds fertile fields and peace, and there with his wife Naomi and their children, he makes a life for his family. But Elimelech eventually dies, leaving Naomi a widow with two sons. 
Her sons marry Moabite women, Ruth and Orpah. After ten years, the sons also die, leaving Naomi without a husband or children to care for her. She has no one to protect or provide for her, so she tells her daughters-in-law to return home so that they could find husbands to care for them. After an initial protest, Orpah agrees and returns home back to Moab. But Ruth will not abandon Naomi. She pledges her allegiance not only to Naomi, but to Naomi's God and her people. It is a beautiful act of friendship and selflessness, the magnitude of which it is hard for us to grasp. Moabites were by law excluded from being a part of God's covenant, God's people. They were to be rejected. But Ruth confessed the one true God as her Lord, received his grace, and goes to Bethlehem with Naomi. Naomi is met with celebration at home, but responds with a request to change her name to Mara, which means bitter. Naomi's circumstances had robbed her of joy, so she is bitter. She blames God for her bitterness, unfortunately, and rather than look at what she did have, her life, a loyal daughter-in-law, and a family in Bethlehem, she was only intent on seeing what she did not have. The two women settled in a home together. Ruth went across town each day to the field of a wealthy man by the name of Boaz who was generous and would allow the poor to glean from his fields at the time of harvest. Ruth worked hard, and she worked alone. It was a dangerous thing for her to do, really. She was so very vulnerable, but she wanted to provide for herself and her mother-in-law, Naomi. She catches the eye of Boaz, who asks others who she was. He discovered that she was the Moabite daughter-in-law of Naomi. So he approaches her and spoke to her, telling her she was welcome to glean, but to stay close to the other women for her safety. He also gave orders to his men to leave her alone. Finally, he told her that should she get thirsty, she should draw from his well. This moves Ruth to tears, and she asks why he is being so kind. Boaz tells Ruth he had heard what she had done for Naomi. Then he says something very remarkable. He says he wants the Lord to repay her for all that she has done and that she would find refuge with the Lord. Boaz was protecting her, but he wanted to be clear that it was under God's wing, God's protection, that Ruth should take refuge. He then invited her to eat with him and his servants and sent her home with extra food for Naomi. When Naomi hears all that has happened, she is absolutely thrilled. Her bitterness gives way to hope and joy, and in Ruth 2.20, she says this, May he be blessed by the Lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi said to her also, The man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. Boaz was a kinsman redeemer to Ruth. Soon enough, Ruth would discover just how true this statement was, and we'll hear about that the next time. It all happened in a place called Bethlehem. Dear Lord, thank you for your faithfulness that even in our sorrow, our grief, and our suffering, even when we become bitter and angry, your grace chases us down. Your grace is always with us, and your provision and your promises are always true. Thank you for Jesus, who is our kinsman redeemer, and we trust you, Lord, to be our Savior and our protector. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. 
I'm Jack Graham of Dallas, Texas, and you can download the Pray.com app and make prayer the priority of your life. It is our prayer that you would know Jesus Christ in a personal way. Jesus and knowing him is the key to understanding the Bible. Jesus is on every page in the pathway of Scripture. So I pray that you would know him and look to him for eternal life. As we see all of these stories, some of them very sordid, we realize just how desperately we all need the Lord. So invite Christ into your life and receive him as your Lord and Savior. I would also encourage you to download the Pray.com app and let others know about this podcast. And if you want more resources on how to know God and experience his presence in your life, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality.